This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, Neil Brennan here. Uh, I have a Netflix special, Blocks. I have people come on and talk about their blocks, things that make it feel like something's wrong with them. I'm sick of doing this intro. I've done 25 episodes at this point. I think we all get it. My guest today, ladies and gentlemen, first time, long time, known him, 20, easily 15, maybe 20. You may have seen me around 20 years ago. I don't think we spoke in depth till 15 years ago. When did you start stand-up? 2007. 2007. Yeah. That's when we, like, talk, talk. But I'm sure I saw you at the cellar. Yeah. Before that. Yeah. It's Tom Papa, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tom Papa. We don't have applause here. We're, we'll figure it out. We're still trying to figure out. I, I, hear, it, I hear it in my head. Yeah. Whenever of course so. you do. Of course you do. <laughs> um, you, you've written a book. You're the first person who's brought the book. It's called We're All in This Together. So make some room. Let me put it in my single. Nice. Very good. We're all in this together to make some room. So make some room. What What the hell makes you think you could write it? This is my what, third book. So what the hell makes so you think you could write So the first two made me think I could do it. Were they successful enough where like it's like, hey, like now it's like a thing you do? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Not successful enough where I can just do that. Right. And Would you want to just do and, that? And live in Maine and right and do that yeah but you get hit by a van eventually if you do that yeah we're talking about stephen king my <laughs> guest today is stephen king uh hit by a van hit by a van do i want to do that i no. well i think the end game could be that it would be a cool thing to be able to do when you're older and no longer traveling and people don't want to well look that at, yeah look I at your old to, face i remember talking to mark norman and sam morell about it like you think about Joan, like aging in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it, and you and I talk about it a kind of a fair amount. Uh huh. What's the best <laughs> case scenario? Because I remember Seinfeld, yeah. uh-huh. Jerry said, he's like, the amount of people that quit between 50 and 60 is staggering. Yeah. And I understand because mm. they don't, unless you're flying private, it's hard on your body. His era was different too, though. Like, he was. He told me this a couple of years ago. It wasn't like yeah, but like, I mean, like I was at the store with Gaffigan a couple of weeks ago, and it was like Gaffigan, me, Marin, uh, somebody else. And Jim was like, everyone on that show is over fifty, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think that's different. I think it's we're able to stay in it longer now, you know, because we yeah. you're able to tour and become to get an audience. Everybody yeah. has their own audience, and everyone's able to tour in a healthy way when. Rickles and Joan Rivers were going at the end. You know, they would do once a month. They would yeah. go out together and maybe a little bit more than that. But yeah, you're not going to be doing it a ton. Did you ever see how much Joan Rivers, how much money she had when she died? No. She had $100 million. Really? Yeah. God, well, she worked harder than everybody. Yeah, but it's like, I got it. I need it. And it seemed like she yeah. was broke. Yeah. 
I could be wrong, but I remember reading it a couple places. Jeez. Well, there was that thing when her husband pa- like passed, right? That she yeah. like had to go like really hard and. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like where I don't, maybe yeah. she didn't. I also think whenever I think about when you read like Bill Cosby or comedian, big comics and the, the Dick Gregory Carlin, what they made for a week it, in Vegas mm-hmm. was good. Would be good money now, mm-hmm. let alone then. Yeah. Like, and then put interest on that <laughs> right? <laughs> and you end up like, Oh yeah. hundred million dollars. Like you just end up at quickly right. at like a very big amount of money. I did a thing for her. She did. She always had like a thousand things going on. Mm-hmm. I was working on this TV show in like a, the beginning of a TV show. And I had to go to the writer's room and just kind of noodle around and then go to her house or her daughter's house when she was doing Joan in in bed with Joan. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a web yeah, series kind of thing. Remember that, yeah. yeah, and you'd sit in her bed and she would interview you. <laughs> and I was dragging my ass out to Malibu to go do it. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, I have to do this. I, 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 I've got to go somewhere before. I have to be in an office and then yeah. go out there and do this. And I rolled in and she had been up since five, mm-hmm. had done like, a morning show and yep. guest hosted on something else and then did her QVC thing and then did her daughter thing. And, and she was, I don't know, 70, you know what I mean? Like, and but also why it just becomes, it's characterological. I always say like with basketball, mm. being a good rebounder or defender is about your personality. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're yeah. a fucking pain in the ass. You're just a pain in the ass. <laughs> And like she just had to do it. It wasn't yeah. for the money. Yeah, it was. It's like just because she had to. She had to do it. She had to do it. No, a hundred percent. She just. You've met. You met her. I never met her. You never met her. No, I met her a bunch of times. And she's one of those people that you get around and there's like a. You can hear the engine humming. Yeah, like tick 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 tick. Yeah. you know, like it's it's just one of those people. It's like yeah, yeah. Wants it's to the go. silence the lamp. Yeah, <laughs> like you ain't silencing those. Lamps. Yeah. So I think if I could. I think writing books is like I really enjoy it. I really like it. Okay, because I've heard from people it's so hard. A lot and, of comics say that. Yeah, they, and I'm they always, write and I always and, wonder what if I would find it so hard because I I like writing yeah. as its own thing. Like I like writing jokes and the hardest part for comedians, I think, is that it's isolating. It's very yeah. you really have to shut the world out and go to work, you know, every day on it. And I feel like but I get to go out at night or at the end of the week yeah. and get that dose of people. Yeah. So isolating during the day doesn't really bother me that much. Um, but I, I could see why comedians, we don't have, we're not Are that you defensemen. social like that? Uh, I'm do social. Do you need people? Are you like an extrovert, do you think? Um, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I've never. I know, it's such a new thing. Like, what's your love language? Are you in a, like, yeah, but all I, these new things that seem, <laughs> by the way, I heard a thing about love languages. It's just one guy was therapist and was like, I've noticed five love languages. (laughs) There's no, there's no double blind. There's nothing. It doesn't count. It's just one guy. One guy that figured it out or he's describing one guy. No, no, no. It's one guy who figured it out, Uh but figured what out? 
<laughs> like it's not like this is a thing like that sci- for years mm. scientists have tried to figure out the love languages like yeah. from ancient fucking cairo yeah. there's no it's just one guy it was like i just i'm a therapist i noticed there's like five love languages more or less it's like horoscopes though like when yes. you read it you're like i am that yeah no i don't think he's wrong but it's this funny thing is it's become almost like yeah a tenant of right modern like medicine it's like there's nothing yeah. There's nothing like at all authoritative about this. <laughs> yeah. Just one guy. I go hot and cold. I'm like I I have people over the house a lot. You do. I do like to like cook for people. I like to just bring people in. Not big huge you know, I'm not having parties, but you know, couple couples or whatever. And yeah. I like that. I like I'm social that way. But I also don't If an orgy starts, I, an orgy starts, whatever. <laughs> but I don't need to be like, you know, with people all the time and I don't know. I go back and forth. I ebb and flow. I'm in and I out. think I'm an introvert. I think I I find the idea of people I get I find it just like I'm gonna and it's not even they're so aggravating. Yeah. It's my friend Monica Martin has a line, I don't always want to be perceived. <laughs> like I just wanna exist in a vacuum. Yeah. And not have to worry about you looking at me. Well or I, your appraisal of it. Are you more comfortable with that one on one than Putting a special out. I mean, I like stand up. I like stand up in that like. But no, you're perceived I, in a big way when you. Yeah, but good. I know I'm gonna write it. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna write it out. I'm gonna practice it, uh-huh. and then we'll all meet. Yeah. At that theater, <laughs> we'll get some cameras, and I, it'll be fair and square. And go ahead and judge me. But see, I'm ready for every one of your judgments. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're yeah. just like I think Jerry said. Like you're just judged over and over and over and over and over on stage. So. And it's like, good. I know what shirt I'm going to wear. I know I'm going to move more or less. I know my internet. Like, I but know what dinner, I'm going to say. But dinner with a couple people. I don't mind. I, that's fine. Uh-huh. I don't mind that because we're doing another thing that I have to do anyway. Eat. <laughs> but I just, I don't. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of times I just eat on my lap. <laughs> like but I, I'm it, saying the perceived part. Dinner, the level of perception at dinner is fairly low because uh-huh. people are worried about if the bread's coming and what should we get? And, that, and most of the time you're eating with friendlies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, they're always friendly. It's just yeah. a matter of how I, I picture people coming over uh-huh. and just then like mm-hmm. it's all on trial. Yeah. And I don't care about a lot of it. Like, why is somebody the other day was like, is your TV at the right height? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, why do why do I have to worry about this? Now, every time I turn it on, I'm like wrong height. <laughs> You know, for real, like it kind of makes me insane. My father said mine was slightly crooked. It's not, but I think of it. All <laughs> You'll the time. never believe it. I'll never believe it. You'll never fully believe that it's the right. You get the met. You yeah. get the bubbles every day. <laughs> yeah. If I could keep writing and be like, in, if I could just do it, I probably would eventually. Interesting. I was with an old writer. I had to do this um, this book event, and you know, I roll all writers in, are kind of old. I roll in with like this is my third book, and I'm yeah. like, you know. I'm really an author now. I've yeah. written three books. And I'll have you know. I was with uh, uh, Tess Kittridge, who's written 30 books, uh-huh. and uh, Nelson DeMille, who's written 25. These are not fake author names. These are real <laughs> These are, people. <laughs> with, with, well, with like whole sections in bookstores. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's isolating. Like these people, they, they, they got popular. They've sold like 20 million, you know, I mean, real people. And... Uh, they both are cranking out like a book a year. Yeah. Because they're in that James Patterson 
yeah, machine. Yeah. They and make they're a ton being of advertised money. on the subway. Yeah, right, exactly. They're like the subway. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, how popular is this guy? <laughs> I know. I know. And uh I don't know. I mean, it's appealing how many they sell and how successful they are and how much money they make doing it. But it's uh, talk about chain to the desk. I also think it's almost like a vocation where it's where they, they don't have any. I'm sure they they don't have any choice, and now they really don't have any choice. Yeah. They don't. They just are gonna do it. Yeah, you can tell, and they're good at it. Yeah, and they like they've got real skill, and this is what you know. It's what they do. Yeah, for thirty years. It's you know? to Stephen King. It's yeah. he can't help it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Can't help it. Yeah, these stories just fall out. Yeah, it's like I can't. <laughs> can't help it yeah it's like musicians like i i just yeah. melodies yeah i mean i would say word like that too with just like mm -hmm. i don't know just a dumb yeah. thing <laughs> that's what like i was the only comic on this thing you know it was the only four authors and uh we had to do this thing in front of a large audience for the uh bush literacy foundation so i kill because yeah. I'm the only comic. Yeah, I'm just boom. you're the only one who can. Yeah, and I just you know, so I kill, and we get back in the van, and then they get laughs, and you're going, mm. <laughs> and uh, and she said, "Oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't follow you. How, how do you do that?" And Nelson Demille's just like kicked back in the van. He goes, "He's been doing it his whole life. Of course he can do it." <laughs> yeah, and he was right. I mean, and that's why he can write like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. You, our whole life has been that. I've been. I've been going walking up in front of people and getting a laugh out of them. And for that's 30 years. what the machine <laughs> does. Yeah. Like that's just what it does. Mm -hmm. The machine that you're in and that I'm in. It's like yeah. it just does I don't know. But it's also it's a machine, but it's also uh it's a craft. Like it's of something course, yes, that and turns calibrated you on to keep and, getting good yes. at. You know what I yes. mean? Calibrated and corrected and like yeah. better habits and all that stuff. But what is it a different engine for these? I've always thought it was thought it was different. But after my last special came out and I had tour dates within a month, you know, like I had, the special came out in, in December and I had to be out on the road in theaters in January. Why'd you do that? I didn't think about it. Okay. And also it was like a moving thing. Like I didn't know when Netflix was going to put it out. Right, 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 right. And uh, so I was like, wait a minute, I write... This book had been done. I'm like, what if I just take that discipline and put it to the act, which I've never done. I'm always like, well, I write, but I get like a, an idea and then I bring it up on stage and then I go back and rewrite it a little and it's slower and it just evolves. That's just how I do my standup. I'm like, well, I'm the same guy writing the stuff. Let's just push it. Let's try and push it and write as aggressively as we can on this for the standup. And it worked. Like I got a big, nice chunk of an act from from doing hard this. work from hard work <laughs> but yeah but like i i don't think it's that different i don't think it's that different you know every day you would try to because i don't i've i've been more the the first of just like yeah i'll see like i will write an idea down then i'll like yeah. what you described i do do a new material show every week so like that's been like the sort of Right, gun to my head yeah well that's the thing I, I think that's important i think having a deadline having having a deadline i was scared that i had to go do these shows if i'm writing a book i'm scared of the deadline that it has to be in by september or whatever yeah like you have those shows like that wakes you up makes yeah. you do something for sure and will you do it that way always now i don't know maybe but you know I mean, what why I, like you? i have i i don't know there's something there is something weird about it like there's something 
like I so I have this nice act I'm touring with. That's what I call it. He's a nice. He doesn't. He is a nice act. I know. I have like, there's 15 in there that needs a little flabby. Yeah, a little flabby. I'm I'm talking to the audience a little. I'm, which you know they love, but I don't, because uh, I just like the stuff. Right. And for some reason, I'm not sitting in the shop and just banging making out making it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, what is it? Where am I going? But I'm you know I don't know. There's a laziness that kind of creeps yeah. In. Because I'm not panicked anymore. I'm not I panicked. I, I have know. the act. And I wrote an well. hour. I wrote this hour like sort of quickly. The one I'm doing. Yeah. Like because I had to. Uh huh. And like since I have more or less an hour. Right. I'm like I'm not. Yeah, you're not scared anymore. Yeah, and it's like, so I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Do I gotta? Do I have to? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> do I have to make deadline? Ugh. Yeah. I don't want to book a show because I can picture myself yeah. having a show and not having new material. I can picture the panic right. of that, of like, oh, I don't, I don't got it. <laughs> right. Hey, everybody, I don't got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyhow, anywho, as a guy who I don't, as a guy, I don't see you as neurotic. I'm not really, but you are generating material from somewhere i i don't i guess i'm neurotic but it's almost i generate material from a different place but so it's fun i'm i look forward to hearing your about your blocks <laughs> i'll find out if the you're first one is is not really a buy i think it's just it's i don't get full <laughs> i don't ever yeah I stop eating because it's socially unacceptable to keep going. Because you'd become a pariah at a certain <laughs> point. If I take one more bite. I'm like, yeah. Like if there's a, you invite me over to your place. And Never going to happen. Go on. Yeah. This is totally not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in a smoking jacket and you uh -huh. put out a charcuterie uh -huh. board for everybody. Uh-huh. And as you're making my cocktail, uh, I'm allowed to uh, nibble off the charcuterie board. If I was left to my own devices, I would eat all of it i would just stand there like uh belushi and just shove them in yeah. my face until it's over here's a okay <laughs> here's what i can relate to <laughs> we talked with pete holmes just left mm -hmm. about i have body dysmorphia yeah that, that i have body dysmorphia Marin one time noticed that i was pulling my love handles on stage <laughs> i have you're a fat guy i i only get my fat goes to my stomach and my love handles clearly not my face uh -huh. clearly nowhere else yeah it's very aggravating okay because <laughs> i want to just once have a like picturesque body just like for a day i just want like you okay, do. i know but like perfect okay uh. here's what i'm gonna say so when people go you how are you so skinny your metabolism it's not really my metabolism i'm very disciplined I eat salad for lunch and I eat dinner. Yeah. I don't have snacks in my house. Sarah Silverman made the observation 20 years ago, Brennan's don't snack. <laughs> I don't know how she knew it, but she's absolutely right. Uh-huh. Um, because the house, it would have, if there were snacks you, around we when you were a kid, they would have. We, yeah. we couldn't have. It's like leaving dog food out for a whole bunch of dogs. <laughs> we couldn't have candy. Yeah. Candy was contraband. To the point, I think I told you this, we would slide it up into our mouth as we were watching television. You couldn't have candy. Yeah. So we couldn't have, it would have all just been gobbled up. Yeah. What I say that to say this. 
Every Sunday, I have sugar day. I don't eat dessert. Yeah. And yesterday was sugar day. Uh-huh. And anyone that sees me on sugar day is like, this is fucking gross. <laughs> I start with French toast, uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't really let up. I don't even really eat an entree. Uh-huh. I, it's just sugar all day. And Sounds fun. So I get the... Some people have seen me, they're like, what is happening? You're like the rock. Yes. It's the same idea. The the sugar day. Um, I don't promote Terramana uh, uh, tequila. You, you would if you could. I would. Look, if I had my own tequila. Um, but yeah. So I get this idea of like, there's no off switch here. I'm less disciplined in that realm than you for sure. And then, and well, have you tried? I guess if life. you're married, you can't. I'll not- dial it in, but it has to go to extremes, like the the fasting craze. That really appealed to me like i'm just not gonna eat until yeah. whenever you know and i'm exercise and i i try and i have dysmorphia too i am a, i'm uh i walk around thinking i'm you know chris farley mm-hmm. for sure so i was fat when i was like in kindergarten like when i first stepped out of the house i was chubby and kids said i was chubby and now I'm. oh just, they said something that's weird and now i'm chubby forever you know what i mean yeah. like i think you're supposed to be chubby my body wants to yeah. be chubby I think like your natural, <laughs> maybe it's just because I, but what's your mom, dad, brother, what's your family look like? They're all chubby. I like to name what each individual member. My father is chubby. Yeah. He's got like a, a round head and a round yeah. belly, like a snowman. <laughs> he's a strong guy, but he's yeah. he's got a belly. He's got a hard stomach, one of those hard, yeah. <laughs> like where yeah. it's like, a bowl it's a medicine ball yeah and he's but he unlike us has nobody dysmorphia he calls everybody else fat he's like little oh this one oh you put on weight and he's got this i have a i know somebody like that i have a brother like that who just goes like and meanwhile it's like neil this love handles what are you doing yeah Yeah. (laughs) like but he just has the balls and nobody comes back at him like what about your belly like no one would ever say that to him yeah and we're a big italian family and food is the love language yeah and it's just joyous and fun and i love eating it and well that's what i was gonna say i it's just feels italian yeah and i just i could just keep going i could just i don't i literally don't get full have you ever vomited have you ever made yourself not bulimic i'm saying have you ever just got eaten so much where you're like now i'm just ill yeah i almost did it last night if i feel sick i'll i'll eat through it like i'll eat i'll just eat more yeah <laughs> when i was in college there was this place called gatano's cheesesteak i took a picture of sugar day to send to somebody <laughs> that's the aftermath of sugar day <laughs> Oh, that's good. It's too. I'll pastry? send it. I'll yeah. It's like a pa- you know who's got good pastries in L.A. Canters. You know the counter. Yeah, I know. I did never. Fun. I literally went two weeks ago and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna come to Canters every Sunday for Sugar Day now. That's a nice. That's a nice. And then I got a like ritual. a nice cherry turnover and a it's a nice and a cinnamon something a cookie not pictured. <laughs> um, this place Gatanos was a cheesecake place, and you could drive to it from my college in New Jersey, and they were like. All the upper class, and we're like, no one can eat one of these cheesecakes. The one cheesecake comes out, uh, cheesesteak, sorry, cheesesteak comes out on a on a um, like a cardboard box that you carry beer, like a case of beer on. Like that's how big yeah. it is. It's like this open and it's filled. Back in the seventies, nineties, that's how they presented everything on a case of beer. <laughs> on a case of beer. But we didn't have plates. We had case of empty <laughs> they, case of beer. They had no tables. You had to eat them on your car. <laughs> 
And the legend was nobody has eaten one. And I was so proud of myself that we're all out there and, and I just plowed through this cheesesteak and said, I'm going back for more. And we start walking across the parking lot as all the guys were just like, no, oh my God, how did he do? Ah. And I just went and got more and just kept eating it. Were you still technically hungry? Probably or not. Or like not, you were like, I could keep I'm neutral. Going. Yeah, I could keep going. I could eat. I could just keep going. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm not craving it, but it's nothing. I don't get full. You're, there's never a time where you couldn't eat. <laughs> no. When people go, I could eat, that that's you all the time. Yeah, all the time. I'm telling myself because I don't want to be a fatty with a heart problem. I stop myself. But other than that. That's uh, all. Yeah. The I, specter of death. All is day. the only thing keeping you <laughs> totally. from absolute the, pandemonium. The fear of the deadline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. The ultimate. Yeah. Um, so it's. you. And I love it. What? Food? Eating. Eating. Mm-hmm. Just the way you so said, mm, really sold, really sold it. <laughs> mm. Do you like the social element or you don't give a, you'll do it alone? Alone. On a, from a case of beer, from an empty case of beer alone. Yeah. In your car. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, you just like the thing and the. Yeah. I have more fun with other people, but yeah. Never ask anybody this, may not even want to know. Do you go to the bathroom <laughs> a lot? Uh, I would say I healthy will, regular. Is that multiple times a day for no, most people? that's. No, I don't think so. In the morning. Okay. Kapow. All right, cool. I'm I'm a once a day person. Uh-huh. That's helpful. The amount of public I've done is less on lifetime under 5. Oh, 100%. I under 5. I'm yes. with you. Great. Not once on a plane. I have over a million miles on uh, multiple airlines. I agree. I <laughs> I'm sure it would No, it, not once. It would have had to be an emergency. Never. 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 No way. I go on the road. I was just telling somebody about. I go on the road, and I my body just like was like. We know what to do. We're not doing any. We're gonna stay. We know. We're let's keep it. When are we I back? Can, I we'll can be back wait on this Sunday. Out. Yeah, we'll be back on Sunday. Yeah, Jim Jim Jeffries <laughs> had that great joke about when you then when you get to your house, your body knows yeah. somehow. <laughs> yes. Like, how do you know where we are? Yeah. Yeah. It knows. Colon. Colon. How do you know that we're near our home toilet? <laughs> It's such a great. It's idea. such a weird. Yeah, and you talk to it like it is like your pet. It's like, how did you know? Yeah, how did I look at you? <laughs> You're not, not me. saying a word. Hi, it's me, Neil Brennan. You know, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Shouldn't make your life worse. Which is why I'm here to talk to you about Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets. And their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at, insert, event. Look, I'm curious about Taylor Swift. I may go through it and I may not. But I didn't want to bug somebody and I got to call this person. And then I got to email my credit card to somebody I barely, whatever, whatever. So go on game time. It's simple. It's an app. It works like an app. It's a good app. It doesn't feel fishy. Does It just feels like a good app like any other app. They got images from seat views, which I actually like when I look at my tickets to see, like, how are people looking at me? You hate to encourage procrastination, but Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. They got flash deals for football's about to start, basketball just ended, RIP. 
Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use B L O C K S for $20 off your first purchase. Blocks for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem blocks for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, I guarantee. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredient as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in a chewable tablet and at a fraction of the cost. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Look, people say to me all the time, they write to me, hundreds of letters a week they say neil not you you don't take boner meds yeah i take boner pills you've heard me talk about it don't be a hero what do i care the woman needed a thing for her i don't i don't go like hey this makes me feel inferior everybody's fine with it it's better for them blue chew wants to help you have better sex discover your options at bluechew.com chew it and do it and we've got a special offer for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code neil n-e-a-l at checkout just pay five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code n-e-a-l to receive your first month free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast thank you blue chew this is a good one (laughs) i lack sincerity Mm. now As someone who's known you a long time, yes, you seem insincere uh-huh. in a funny way. <laughs> like, but your tone of voice is insincere. Mm-hmm. That's just your tone of voice. <laughs> uh, like, I remember Rock cast you as like a, in one of his movies as like <laughs> a quick like, hey, like you seem like a fifties salesman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. What? So it's true. You are a 50 salesman. Yeah. Like you seem insincere, but I assume because you're Italian. Yeah. That you were, I don't, I give you all this credit for being like a nice guy. Yeah. But not like, he seems, yeah, he seems incredibly phony. That's just his voice and his face. Don't look too closely into that. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about this one on the way over because. Because like it's a heck th- of an admission to make. It's a heck of an admission to like I'm not sincere. Yeah. Well, I see people. I feel like I'm probably. This. I don't know. Mo- I haven't most figured this out. Most people are pretending to be sincere. Yeah. Like most of people, adult life, is pretending you mean things that you do not mean. But I think that I might be more sincere with you, and you kind of encapsulates like all my comedian friends and stuff. I see I'm you as more kind, sincere. but like I know you got a knife on you. Yeah, if I have to. But, yeah, but I think I I have a, when I wrote it, I I meant that I'm not sincere like with the people I love. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll see other couples and they have like sit. What about other people? They have sit downs and they like really they have discussions about how things are going, and they uh, they like they like really have a conversation about their feelings. And it's earn it's. It's allegedly in earnest. It's right, exactly. Yeah, wow. You know what? They might be full of it too, but it seems like they have like. Well, it's people making promises that they don't know they can keep. I mean, I try to joke about 
the marriage vows. Yeah. Where it's like, do you promise to love on or all these promises? <laughs> and it should be, it shouldn't be I do. It should be like, I fucking hope so. Like, I don't, <laughs> people are making promises they have no business making. These yeah. emotional, I've given myself no indication I can do this. Right. But I'm, I commit. And I will be different. I can pay this loan back. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and I'll be a different person in five years yes. than I am right now. Yes. <laughs> but I, one thing will remain true. I will always repay my debt. <laughs> well, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. But I feel like, uh, you know, as comics. you get comics, in trouble for it, I guess? As comics, yeah, I, I get in trouble for it sometimes. With the people that you love? Yeah, I think so. Because as comics, you can't go that deep without being like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is a laugh. This yeah. is a, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Which I think is accurate. Right. And the reason people like us and give us money is because we're calling out yeah. the places that they're not allowed to. And Everyone that's has- true even in the deepest relationships. It's like, I don't want to live in analysis of our feelings and how this is all going and Let's just, this is good. <laughs> I'm having fun. You having fun? Yeah, like, this is, we don't need to go to the deep end. Like, let's just yeah. keep it shallow. Like, I'm sincere about my morality, and I'm sincere about caring about you, but I'm not sincere about my own emotions at the moment, <laughs> in a way. And I really not, feel like... Like, when people don't want to do this podcast, yeah. I'm like, I get that. Yeah. I get when people are like, yeah, somebody left, <laughs> somebody, when I was doing the show in New York... Yeah. Somebody left and was like, yo, my man got like a little emotional. <laughs> and a friend of mine told me that he heard that, which is like so fucking funny to me. Yeah. That somebody was like, ah. <laughs> ah yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to get away from that. Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to get away from it. Get away from being uncomfortable about being emotional. Yeah. I, people are trying to get away from being uh, emotional. Oh, about from being emotional. I think there's a movement now where like everybody's emotional all the time and everything's, yes. everything's self help. And, yes. and as somebody who was like a purveyor of it, I'm like, ugh. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have a part of my act quit now it. That, that's talking about that. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I unfortunately, don't know. I have a big part of my act that's talking about it now because uh, I'm like yeah. a total hypocrite. That's interesting because I have thought about you because because you do you you do advocate it and I I say in my acts it's great you have some place oh and you actually gave me that line about therapy which one it's nice to have somebody to to, to go talk to when your friends and your family are sick of of hearing you I mean it's nice that there's a place in the world where you can go call your mom a cunt. <laughs> It's why it costs two hundred dollars yeah. because it's worth it. Yeah, oh yeah, great. <laughs> that was your line, and uh, your line was as- "Call your mom a cunt," which of course that's what I love about your act. <laughs> you have bits like that that no. If I had to go, who said it? I'd be like, I'll tell you who didn't call his mom a cunt. Tom Papa. There's no way Tom Papa called his mom a cunt in his act. There's no way that Tom Papa said that. No men are good men. <laughs> you have that's more, I think about that bit all the time. <laughs> right. they, you, Tom has a bit about like yeah. There's what's no the, such thing as a good man. There's yeah. great men. I my my guy is great. I love my guy. He's so great. There's no yeah. There's it's no like there's, he's great around you. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's not great. <laughs> there's good Nobody, guys. Yeah, there's like no one's great. I, there's some even good guys is like asterisk. <laughs> right. <laughs> to to yeah. a point. 
But my point, my point about the therapy is like, as long as you, I'm all for it, whatever you're into, whatever, your vision boards, your therapy, whatever, as long as you know you're not going to fix you, as long as you know this isn't something that gets fixed. It's nice to go talk and blow some steam, but we don't get fixed and we mm -hmm. change minute to minute, physically, emotionally. So why would you pay attention to you yourself every Here's the question. <laughs> What's the, and it's runs, con I don't. I bull, I'm of two minds on this. Like I, <laughs> I agree with what I'm about to say, and I, <laughs> and I'm still remain hopeful. Mm. What's the most biggest percentage you've ever seen a person change in a lifetime? Oh, great question. How? Like 0.5. <laughs> I would argue. I don't know if I know anyone that's really transformed. I would argue 10 to 15 percent. Uh huh. And they change because they almost died. Right. An That's addiction. the only thing. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing. Yeah. They were close it's, to and, and by the way, in order to make that change stick, they have yeah. to go to a group meeting every day. <laughs> right. To You're... like fucking stick. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, change. <laughs> fucking stick to me, changes. Oh, please, Shane. I'm begging you. If you weren't here, I'd be I, like, I, yeah, like I uh, gave everything up to a higher power. Please make this fucking stick in me. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because most other I, people, you're right. Like the other ninety percent walk around. By the way, thinking I got to make some changes. I got to. Everyone eating. has I these I gotta changes. Do this. I got to yes. do this. I got to do this. Uh, like nothing like like moving a barge half of a centimeter to the right yes <laughs> yes like a heavy barge <laughs> a big ass uh, barge. fucking from the fort from the war <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a joke where i'm Whoa. like when you start dating in your 20s you're like i have i have emotional problems and then in your 30s you're like I'm going to change my emotional problems. And then in your 40s, you're like, it's a shame I never did change my, like, we just don't do it. We want to do it. Can I give you another, a line? Please. And then when you're 50, you're, when you're 50, you're like, what do you want from me? <laughs> That's great. 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 I am who I am. You knew who I was. Uh, yeah. That's, I never lied to you. Yeah. I was straightforward. <laughs> But yeah, I lied to myself. <laughs> Louis had a great joke similar, which is like where like, he's like, I have like so many ethics and morals. I don't follow any of them, but like I have them. Yeah. like I have a lot a of beliefs and core value. I have a lot of core values, none of which I follow. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Like I know what <laughs> ideally what I would do. Yeah. Like knowing what you're supposed to do is enough. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the awareness. Yeah. It's I think it's Gaffigan's joke about like recycling you have to clean the garbage <laughs> like what do you what i'm recycling you want me to clean it like come on um but but yeah like just yeah religion is knowing you know the list mm. you know what the 10 commandments are right like right but it's pretty good yeah that i'm aware i could recite them to yeah. you most although them, i couldn't most of them yeah like, a bunch of them yeah the sincerity thing so does your wife your wife's cynical i would assume right not as cynical as not you, really no not really the out i give myself is well i'm a comedian and everything's kind of bullshit so shouldn't we just enjoy ourselves and we should we shouldn't be fighting we should be laughing can you convince her of that i can and we've been together for 23 25 years in total married for 23 and it we work we operate on that like let's laugh but instead yeah, of fight but there but every once in a while you'll have to you know she wants to know 
that despite that way of operating, that I have feelings in there. Right. Like, nothing makes her happier than seeing me cry. Interesting. Does she want to sleep with you afterward? Because that's the, I said the, that thing of like women want emotional guys until you cry and then they're like, I just couldn't fuck them. Yeah. No, you know, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, she does. Okay. But there's, I, yeah, but I, there's, but there's uh, I do not like it. You don't like crying in front of her. I don't, right. I don't. Well, that's the thing that I would say about you is I can tell you don't like feelings. <laughs> I and I with I it's like I wouldn't even I'm not I'm not mad at that. Like I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like I don't I don't like camping. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to do that. I don't want to I don't want to rough it. I don't want to yeah. think about it. I happen to just be interested in it. Yeah. But I get the, I totally get the disinterest. It's like lizards. It's like, I'm into lizard. You're like, I, you don't, yeah. you don't have to be into lizard. You don't have to have snakes in your house. <laughs> right. You don't need a terrarium. That's how yeah. you must see my, my fixation on emotions and feelings. <laughs> right. But there's something interesting about saying, yeah. about talking about this. Yeah. And I would also argue that you're good. It's funny to watch you say, Mm -hmm. it's funny to watch you talk like i love your the jokes i mentioned like i like the yeah. i like when you go when you're blunt mm -hmm. and rude <laughs> and dark it's fucking great yeah do you enjoy being insincere with other insincere people where it becomes like a where it becomes like a barbershop quartet of insincerity where you're just like <laughs> where it's just a bunch of people <laughs> well, like I a feel like, like a doo-wop group of insincerity. Yeah, I feel like uh, there is another part of me that is the Italian part that wants to know that that you care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there is that kind of Yeah. I'm not like a robot. You know what I mean? Like like I do feel, but I just don't but I'm not going to cry all the time. You know what I mean? I, the reason I'm saying it is, so I don't remember who it was. Somebody goes, uh, let's go to lunch and be charismatic. <laughs> and I know what they meant. They just meant yeah. like, let's go. Black dude's called shooting the gift. To apply the gift of gab, performing lyrical miracles, or somewhat less commonly, talking people into doing what one wants. Occasionally both at once. The gift of gab. Uh -huh. I was out shooting the gift. Shooting the gift. <laughs> just yelling at girls. Just a gift. I'm yeah. shooting the gift. I yeah. got a gift. I'm going to go shoot it. <laughs> I'm going to go shoot the It's like the funniest yeah. fucking thing. It's a lot more fun being with you at dinner right. than someone that. If you're going to shoot the gift. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd love to shoot the gift. <laughs> yeah. Like it's fun. Yeah. With other people, that's the fun about hanging out with comedians. <laughs> like we can all shoot the gift. <laughs> uh, and. Yeah. Like people that can shoot it as good as you. But I also think that I also think that once we go and shoot the gift, that we are closer for it. Like I, I there yeah. is a real bond and a friendship there. It's yes. not it's not a business meeting. No. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I've been with comics where you leave and they're like, Well, this is what we're supposed to do, comedian to comedian. It's like, Well, no, we're friends. Like, aren't we? Yeah, like maybe maybe I get a kidney out of this yeah. if I need a kidney. Like maybe do you feel that? Yeah, there's a sincerity to the insincerity. That's what I was just. There's thinking. an there's an integrity. That's what I was just thinking to the to the shooting yeah. the gift shooting. But again, as you asked me to put together the list, the list of things that you know there might be something wrong with me. Maybe 
I see other couples and, you know, they have this other way of talking. But I also think there's something to, you know, the, there's a 12-step thing of, like, you're only as sick as your secrets, right? Mm. Which, when your secrets are about drug use and stealing money and all this, it's like, yeah, that's... There's a part of me that thinks it would be really funny mm. to die having gotten away with a bunch of shit. Don't you think it happens all the time? I know it does. Yeah. And it's got to be really satisfying yeah like i got away with it whether and i'm not talking about murder i'm just talking about whatever yeah. like a little cheat like on. i cheated once yeah or i stole money or, yeah like i cheated on my wife once yeah i met we were married for 57 yeah it's a fucking who cares i didn't pay for anything yeah like, yeah whatever like yeah. i like the idea of going through life shooting the gift being glib and then you die <laughs> Like I was full yeah. of shit and I died and I never had to not be full of shit because I really didn't want to have to uh, yeah. talk about my feelings or anything. Yeah. It's that generation that uh, the when I first saw your act, you talked about like dads from the 50s and 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. That generation who like yeah. told their wives they loved them on their anniversary right in front of everyone <laughs> and it wasn't even i love you it was you know i love you it wasn't like right. even a declaration <laughs> yeah, exactly it you was, know you know how i feel about you yeah i'm not gonna say them but you know <laughs> give you you tell me now let I me be clear you. though i don't think that being i don't think <laughs> my lack of sincerity is being full of shit like if i roll into the comic comedy store and we're all in the hallway mm -hmm. i don't hit that i don't hit their like Hey, 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 you know, like... I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, I think I'm more sincere with you and Maz Jabrani mm -hmm. <laughs> and Jim Gaffigan than perhaps my sister. <laughs> There's a understanding. Yes. That, like... They're right. There's a shorthand. <laughs> exactly. But... And I don't think you're full of shit, but I think... I'm not that, coming in like Rodney at the country club. No, of like, course not. No, I don't think you're, like, busting balls. There's a difference between busting balls and shooting the gift. You got to understand. Uh, no, they, I don't think you're busting balls. I'm saying I understand the impulse Yeah. to just... I don't think you're, like, a bad guy. I just understand. It's like, I don't want to... It's, it's like, I don't want to have to do all that. It's really? like wearing a costume, but it's a different... It's like, what do I got to do? Yeah. It's like when you get invited to a party and they're like, it's a certain kind of... And you're like, fucking come on. I got to have feelings. All right, I stare at things. <laughs> yeah. Same. Tell me more about that. I don't know. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a pandemic holdover, and I don't know if it's, if it's the pandemic or if it's age or, I don't know what it is. But I do in real life. <clears throat> in real life, where normally I would be like, bing, 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 bing. Now I'll be like, I'll just stare at that for. I'll catch myself considering it, thinking about it. Sometimes it's relevant to what I'm looking at. Sometimes I'm thinking about other stuff, but just kind of. I would never in my hotel room when on a show night after the show's over, come back, strip off the clothes and just kind hold, of like hold for erection. Go ahead. <laughs> and just kind of stare at that lamp for a second. I got to tell you, I've been doing that my whole life. You have? Yeah. It's new to me. Somebody made. I remember somebody making fun of me like in 1995 about like, or like this 
<laughs> My daughter does that. The reason I like Aziz Ansari is because I met him <laughs> with Kroll in 2004, uh-huh. 2005, and and Kroll was like, hey, I'm, I'm at brunch. Have you ever met that kid, Aziz? And I, and I look over and Aziz is like, I was like, I fucking, I know that look. I know, yep, I've never met him, but I know I know that look intimately. Yes. I was thinking about it the other night with my daughter does that, and she's a little ADHD, so she, once in a while she just like, you know, choom, just kind of shuts off, and she'll just be staring. And I was thinking that's a great film idea of what discovering what that person is, discovering what that person is thinking. Like, because there is a mystery to it. Yeah. When Aziz is just staring like that, some people are off put by it. Some people wondering what's he. Like in grade school, they'd be like, Brennan. Uh, and why do you? Why do you think? Why do I do it? Yeah. It just um, happens. Cause, and why am I doing it now? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I mean, it could be. Dave actually opened one of his specials, rec- one of his recent ones, mm-hmm. of him just like. And then Morgan Freeman does a voiceover about like, and then they he showed the montage mm-hmm. of what he's thinking, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah. It's like a great way to open a special, but yeah. like, it's like he goes into the stare. It's like yeah, Morgan, the stare. But it's like that's what yeah. I don't know. You're just daydreaming. Not troubled by it, by the way. Like yeah, kind of like, but noticing. It. But it's weird that it just started. Yeah, yeah. It, I noticed it when I started going back. On the road, because I think that's when you're by yourself, I guess. I, that's like, yeah. Does it have to do with writing more, do you think? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like, it could, it just could be, be like a, the spectrum. Like you're on the spectrum. I don't, I don't know. know. No I don't, idea. But I'm, yeah, I stare at things. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Been there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> been, like from like a kid. Yeah. Death doesn't scare me. Yeah. My wife told a story the other night that uh, we were on a plane and it was like one of the engines went. Like it was like a loud metallic bang and someone yelling that something's on fire. Like the engine's on fire. This happened. This happened to us. The plane lost its shit for a beat, you know. Like all the people or the like we like one of those sudden drop things and then someone yells the engine's on fire and everybody blah blah and uh my wife said and they went over pair of tits shaking (laughs) it was airplane yeah Yeah. and my wife said was telling the story the other night and said all this went down and i'm like and people are screaming like yeah there's "Ah!" yeah there's some screaming going on and my wife is grabs me you know because you would always look at me because i'm uh, I fly all the time and uh, and it was like oh my god are we going to die and dad was just going oh I guess this is how it like I guess it's now yeah <laughs> what were you thinking as it happened didn't freak me out was like oh okay all right I saw this coming yeah all this flying right. you know it was gonna catch up with me yeah Ashton Kutcher come on out <laughs> <laughs> what I do think about women's access to fear, meaning mm-hmm. the, the ability instinct. to scream, yeah, or the <gasps> that mm. I I've done it once, 
made that noise yeah and it was i was on ayahuasca and i thought there was a tiger in the room and a tiger came around the altar and i went <gasps> and i was like mm -hmm. so that's how scared women are when you knock on the bathroom door <laughs> when you're in the closet like there's a tiger yeah. in the room um and do you yeah well that's there's also something to be said for that's your temperament you don't strike me as like a very stressed out person mm. and then it's just like and then it's time to die and you're like all yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. And I also have a real I, I lost a lot of people when I was young. So it was on my mind at an early age. It wasn't like, oh, this is like I know people that are like death. I've never thought of it. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. And when it does happen, they're like our whole world is crumbled. And what the I mean, you know, still impacts me. Yeah. To a great deal. Who but, died? But I know it's coming. Who died? <laughs> uh, I had a. Uh, my best friend when I was uh, like a kid died in ninth grade of a moped accident. Then my one of my best friends in college died right when we graduated of a stroke. And then Geraldo died. And you still eat the way you eat. <laughs> and I still eat the way I eat. And then Geraldo died. Yep. Who was yeah. my first comedy friend. So I've had these three pillars of very very close friends yeah go and you still do a ton of drugs despite <laughs> Greg. still still doing still, so much coke just wallowing in cocaine Fuck. um <laughs> cocaine and calzones and yeah. <laughs> yeah moped everywhere you go yeah but i i the first one was of course like the most like oh this is what life I well get what's it. funny about death is like uh it doesn't, it's like, and then what did you deduce from it? That this is temporary. Yeah. That yeah. this is so fleeting. If it yeah. could happen to But him. I don't even think you, even knowing someone died, all the people you've had, friends died, which by the way, at your age, my is not even that many. Um, no, but the closest of right. your close. Yeah. Starting at 14. Yeah. I don't mean to minimize it, like please. No, no, but I, but, yeah. But at this point, yeah. But I gathered. still don't, like, you still don't even really, realize how fleeting it is like you still don't get a real sense you're no one's walking around mm. appreciating any of this shit <laughs> you know what i mean like no you know what i mean like or at least from my point of view i don't actually agree by that yeah you think people do you think you do have a sense of like i do that it's precious mm -hmm. great i do and how does it affect your behavior I'm very appreciative. I am very much uh, in the moment, like. Really? Checking it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Not bliss. It's not constant, like, I'm making the best of this day. Uh huh. <laughs> but I am, like, <laughs> but the, the windows are open and I'm checking it all out 100%. Because That's... I know, I know. And the kid I had, the, the, my friend Dave, who had the stroke. He was my college friend, and we were like, that's the first time we were like really getting high and stuff. And we would laugh about, uh, oh, dude, you know, I'm going to go. I would be like, oh, online at the bank, just standing there on a regular day, and boom, you hit the hit the floor. And he would be like, oh, 100%. I'm going to, oh, yo, I, I'll be. I'm going to die a, of a yeah. stroke in three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And we used to, and and it was a very, we were laughing, and it happened to him, which is crazy. But uh, but I always think, well, yeah, that 
I could go from Neil downstairs and your heart could pop. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you don't know. You really don't know. And I, I guess it's, I guess there is that realization, but it's hard to, to our earlier point, it's hard to then make adjustments to your overall, like, it doesn't change the premise. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't change the premise of your life, knowing that you, you're you not writing because, like, I any minute I could go, or you're not doing stand-up because any minute I could go, may, I, that I'm aware of, but maybe you are. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. A little bit. Like, there is definitely, like, I don't, I don't like wasting time. But it's funny because it runs contrary to not being sincere because there's something incredibly sincere about it yes but i don't need to share that with everybody at the dinner table i mean i am i am i am i do come from a, from a people who were very appreciative of life like yeah. my grandparents were very much my one grandmother had to see the sunset every night and my other grandmother had to have the family around and like there was it was not just the deaths but it was it was a a Adoctrination is that the right word? It was a um, I was taught to be grateful. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like my friend died when I was fourteen, and holy shit, I've got to love every day. I've been taught since day one, you better love every day. <laughs> like this is oh, all this right. is a this is a miracle we're living in. And then when the deaths do come, you realize it's confirmation that oh yeah shit. Keith's not I thought gonna, this was a miracle. Keith, Keith doesn't get to go to my 15th birthday party. Yeah, I thought this was a miracle. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this, so, I, I'm also contradicting myself from other episodes because I it's the first time I've actually appreciated life, but not uh, from a death perspective per se. It's more just like the, the window mm -hmm. of being alive. Yeah. Being an alive human being. It's like a finite yeah 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 like it's like a hundred i looked up a hundred billion people have lived and died uh-huh and like now it's our time if we're our we're our spot yeah, yeah we're yeah. doing our spot right now like yes we're, and uh, that's now why i, I, why that's why I lack i mean i may lack sincerity but i don't but i'm not cynical i like how dare you just say this is all hopeless well what are you quitting on you're quitting on you and your experience and your what you get today. Yeah, and at the same time, people, it's we're a barge. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the other thing is like we, I, Whoa. I don't think you believe any of this more or less than it's the it's it's yeah. all. You know that thing of like uh, I contain multitudes. Yeah, you know that line. Yeah, the line before it is, uh, do I contradict myself? Mm-hmm. I can. T he's basically going like, I yeah. don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I fucking believe. I also believe this. It's yeah. not like I'm an. I'm this incredible. No thing. It's no. like no. I'm constantly contradicting, and I'm a hypocrite, uh -huh. and I believe all of it and none of it. Yeah, that's why I I love Whitman. I've never that. read any of it. It's in, you should okay. Because it is exactly what you're describing. Like that kind of person. This is the if you're just joining work. us, the insincere guy is telling us to read the most sincere poet <laughs> of our day. But it is. It's like it is. I am ugly. I am petty. I am cheap. I am a liar. I am. 
I'm unhappy with myself. What a wonderful ride this is. Yeah. What an amazing thing. And I do appreciate the beauty. But man, am I kind of a shit face. <laughs> great. It is. It's great. Because if you have any sense that this is like, like you said, that window, this is our time to like pop in here in whatever realm that means. He celebrates all of that, but then is bound by just the drudgery of being a human being. Yeah. With his love handles hanging well, out. Well, it's a fucking him. lot of upkeep. It's just a lot of <laughs> it's a ton cleaning of and you got to... Do you think you'll need everything in the CVS at one point in your life? <laughs> do you think... At one point, like, you know, you walk in and you grab the Advil and you're like, did you do that joke? Thank God I don't need I've written about it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thank God I don't need the bunion thing. Um, well, no, I, <laughs> no, that's I, I either I've tried the joke or it's like <laughs> or I feel like Fitzsimmons is coming to my head. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just work your way <laughs> eventually down the aisle where it's like children's cough syrup. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the tights, the mm. compression socks. The walker, it really is all. Yeah, it's the, the circle of the, life. The it's weird the, toilet seat that yeah, has, seems yeah, to have an extra yeah, yeah. life, an yeah. extra yep. height. That you don't even want to know what it and, is yet. Yes, I'll get there. Yeah, like and like a second seat. <laughs> like who's the second part of it for? What do you? Like, what am I gonna be doing? Um, <laughs> right, yeah, gonna... you eventually. It's just this. Yeah, the humiliate. Just like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta worry. Yeah, yeah. I got to worry about that. <laughs> Eventually, I'm not going to even look at the labels because. I, 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 and it becomes another thing of like, what are you doing, body? Where it's like, <laughs> my, when you're younger, you're like, my body. And then eventually it's just like a different. Yeah. You're like, oh. Or it's like a different quadrant. Now I'm looking for a skin tag removal. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> bought two different skin tag removal creams. I don't know Do because they like, they're like, why? no, because I can't <laughs> keep doing it because I don't remember. It's not a big enough, enough story yeah. that it's, they're also not anywhere <laughs> visible or you get them removed yeah. or like I figure the derma will take it when I get there. Yeah, but it it, it does become uh. like a different you're the CEO <laughs> of and like there's a factory and you're yeah. like, I don't want to deal with the factory. <laughs> you're like, can I skin tags? <laughs> Yeah, we can't see Wait, anymore. Here it's skin tag, <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. We can't see at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we have bigger issues than skin tags. It's like that much. All right, this is a big one, and uh. I don't know what it means. And it is, I see the future. Mm. What does mm. that mean, Tom Papa? I have glimpses of the, of the future, not in any great way that's useful, but I do dream uh, things that I and then see them in the day. Like, How often? Like pretty often. Pretty often. I would say, I don't know, to put a number on it. Sometimes it happens like with frequency and sometimes it won't happen for a long time. But a long time is probably like a couple months. But like something stupid, like I'll just be, you'll see like a car go by or something. You'd be like, oh, oh that's so, that's bizarre. I think I, that's deja vu, right? Bizarre. I think I, that's deja vu, right? That's the feeling that you've, you've done this before. You know what I mean? You're saying you have like. I'm saying like, I'll dream about, <laughs> I'll dream about, uh, this is a bad example, but I'll dream about um, Marlon Brando for mm -hmm. some reason that I'm talking with Marlon Brando. And then I'll be in the conversation with somebody in a meeting and and they'll 
break out a Marlon Brando picture and be like, this is the time I was with Marlon Brando. Yeah. Like that kind I got of it. thing. Have you had a thing where like in your life where you're like, I knew I was going to be friends with Jerry Seinfeld. Or like, I knew I was going to be a comedian or I knew I was going to be in yeah. movies or... or yeah, I, I mean, I wanted that as a kid and that kind of stuff, but I don't see that in the same category as I see the future. Like, I wanted that You stuff. see trivia of the future. I see trivia. Like, for whatever dumb reason, yeah. this thing of asparagus was in my, I wake up thinking about asparagus. I, have, I think I have this also. And then like, I go upstairs and my wife's like, well, what happened with the asparagus? You know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. No, I think I have this also, and I never know what to make of it. Meaningless, Because it's like, what is this? It's I it's like if this is proof of God or consciousness, it's like would not be admissible in court. No. Like it's not good. It's like you gotta do better than this. You just have it in your own this head. This is barely better than a coincidence. It happens all the it it's so small and stupid, but also so impactful that I'll I'll see it. I'll see the asparagus and go, Oh yeah. And never say it to one other person. Remember Louie used to do a joke? You ever see see someone you don't know again? <laughs> like God's running out of extras in the movie of your life. You're right. Or he's like, go be a shopper. And he's like, I was just a jogger. And he's like, fucking go be a shopper. Um, yeah. It's right. a very small thing, but it is, but it does, it's trippy. All right. So we talked about changing the barge, moving the barge. How oh. have you changed the barge? <laughs> have you changed the barge? And how did you do it? Have you improved or gotten more accepting of yourself or like improve increased your mood? What changes did you make in life that made you feel like there was less wrong with you? A big one was um I was less um selfish slash self-obsessed. You know, it's you know, there's a there's gotta be a slight, I know this is such a trendy pop psych thing that you know, the use of narcissism. Mm -hmm. But there has not, to be Thanks some, for not saying gaslighting. Yeah, but right. Like, but there has to be, there's definitely a healthy ego and self-obsession yeah. to be an entertainer, to walk out right. in front of a bunch of people and be like, I'm the one talking. And also, them. all of life is from my point of view. Right. This is for every human being on earth. <laughs> yeah. Before I had kids, I was, I felt myself, like it was getting a little unhealthy. Not just like the ego, like, like I can go do this, but just like worried about my own health or worried about, you know, I was a kid and being like, you know, what's that lump in my armpit? And like, yeah. I was thinking too much about me. It was way too much about me. And I realized quickly when we had our first kid in a New York apartment, like this is, this tactically can't be about me. Like it physically can't work. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'll still read the New York Times in the morning. Right. Right. Won't I existence? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, like, there's going to be no, you're not going to have air all day. And then just at, so out of practical terms, it was just like started to adjust me. And then I realized it's it not about It must be nice me. to have kids because you don't have to be obsessed with self-improvement. It is. You're off the hook because you're so concerned about this other person and your wife and these this family. You had a great joke that you're you're just basically a nonprofit. Yeah, we're a horrible nonprofit organization. Yeah, fucking great job. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I, you know, but I'm I'm trying to say it wasn't like this noble pursuit. It kind of happened because it taught me to yeah. be less about me. Everyone says that. Yeah, everyone says that about kids, and it just yeah. dawned on me the other day of like, 
it's like a project where it's like you make a movie or you do a special or whatever and you're like, all right, next one. And you're the project and then you have a baby and you're like, all right, next one. Now we're just doing this one. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing because there is a balance there though. Like I've seen parents just, then it's all about the kids. Yeah. It's no longer about you and your girlfriend who started this relationship, who started this house together. Kids are before that. Yeah. It's not, oh, the kid's schedule is going to work into our life. Yeah. It's, no, we're going to go to Waco for a gymnastics tournament for three days. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen, like, for me, I was very conscious that I'm not going to get absorbed by it. Do you think I that's love a cop out death. on their part, on the parents' part, that people are like, well, we have to go to wait. Like, I don't have to. It's to your point. Like, mm. you don't have to work on yourself. I don't even have to think about myself. I can just be obsessed with this I don't, thing like it's yeah. like it's Comic-Con or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's a cop-out, but it's definitely something that I didn't want to participate in. Like, I, I wanted still Well, that's to, the good thing about 70s parents. Yeah. Is you're like, what? Right. I'm Yes, I'm smoking near your crib. <laughs> right. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you fit into adult world. Yeah. Right, exactly. You'll figure it out. Yeah, which is very healthy. In a in a per, kind of perverse way. In a perverse like you know this is life get going. Yeah. Deal with you you got to yeah, I mean we're all generations are trying to strike that balance, but just on a personal level, I was like I'm not going to stop caring about what I wear when I leave the house. Yeah. And just cuz I'm going to the soccer field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still, I still wanted to, I, I'm selfish enough to keep to Tommy clean myself and yeah, comb my hair and brush my teeth. Yeah. It's not, but in a deep level, it's, uh, it definitely made me, I guess it made me think about myself in a, in a, the right amount. It was getting petty before I had kids. Toward other people? Towards myself. Like, oh, I was right. like petty concerns about me and oh, petty, what's like so important. Middle, yeah, and, my, yeah, yeah, all that kind of. Got it. Rigmarole. All right. Now, Okay, so I'm not going to do that, but something to think about, have kids. Yeah, I know. And I, I I wonder about it because I am conscious when I talk to you about it because, you know, we yeah, I'm not know doing each it. other and you're not doing yeah. it. And it's like you can find other things that, that it's almost like it was a, it was a an easy way to kind of move the barge. Yeah, but it's also like uh, accepting the barge. Just like, I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get it. We're gonna get you. We're yeah. gonna feed you, and yeah. gonna, you'll go to school. <laughs> um. And yeah. and all right. And then the uh, and then final question: What would the story? What's the biopic story, and who plays you? <sighs> what's the biopic story, and who plays me? Is it what I want it to be? What you want it to be, and what it would be <laughs> um what i would want it to be well do you see life as a bunch of thwarted tommy dreams like you had all these goals and do you see them as go unmet goals no yeah because i don't think they, they you don't strike me as that no no um i was thinking the other night actually i had uh when i was a kid i had all of these like little kid heroic moments of uh sticking up for the little guy getting in a fight in high school and protecting someone turning in 
like a hundred dollar bill that I found when I was bussing tables at this shitty restaurant. Like I had all these very little Tommy all American yeah. good kid moments. And I was thinking it would be a fun it would be a fun story arc if then he just becomes like this regular guy and just those moments are just, you know, whatever. He's an okay guy, but he just kind of like humming along in his thirties and forties. In his fifties, all of a sudden something presents itself that is a huge challenge. Yeah. And he has to put his life on the line in jeopardy, forget everything, all his goals, all his stuff to go tackle this thing. Yeah. Whatever that thing is. I don't know. Climate change. Yeah. Climate change or guns or (laughs) something huge. He's put in this moment and does, and he finds that little heroic kid. Yeah. That part of his nature is Well, what happened? So you did have those moments, Mm. and then you just kind of—I don't know—and then they just stopped presenting themselves. Or yeah, you you found money and were like, "Mm." kept it. (laughs) There was a (laughs) there was a time when I was uh, in the like from now on I keep it in the Vons parking lot. I don't know what happened, but I was in the Vons parking lot as a grown man with children, and somebody had left a case of Coors Light on the under part of the. Of, uh-huh. the, of the shopping cart, like where you return the yeah. carts. And something in me just snapped like, free beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed it and like ran to my car with it. And got it. I don't even like it. Yeah. I don't drink it. I was just like, I got something free. I, I was still like lathering with my fine. And I told my wife about it. And then it was, and she's like, and you just took it? And I was like, ah, yeah. Attack, yeah, right. Technically, I we guess. all take it. I guess I took it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that would be a, Cool. That would be a cool Tommy movie of like that little guy gets reway. I don't know what the big thing is at the end, though. Well, I mean, that's what City Slickers was with Billy Crystal. Played by John Malkovich. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Same hairline. Yeah. And he could do you. Mm. What was your actual story? Yeah. The actual story of my life is that I I became that little heroic little guy because I was read by these people who said be grateful about your life and be uh be thankful and grateful and enjoy this and i ended up in a position where i'm a stand-up comic who's not cynical yeah and i'm standing in front of a thousand people in a theater every weekend telling people the lessons i learned from those people you know what i mean yeah i'm encouraging and I do truly feel like I am spreading the word of that. That well, that's what is the book about? Because that title kind of sounds like it. Yeah, we're it, all in this together to make room. Like, so what is that? That we sh- that we are all literally in this together, and you can learn from every single person that you ran into, from every smart person, dumb person, anyone that you're aggravated by, you can learn from them. Like, I know I'm not going to die from. Uh, bouncing off a trampoline into a ceiling fan because I've seen people do that. You know, I've watched documentaries about people dying, uh, rock climbing in, in Nepal, like going, I'm, I'm, I, you can, we're learn If you just open your eyes, you're not the first person to walk into CVS with a problem. Yeah. So open your eyes and realize this has all been written before. I know you're a snowflake in the uniqueness of you and we're all special. I get that but you're really not that different from me. 
Yeah. We're not different from anybody. So don't let yourself off the hook. It's all been done before. Ask people for help. Keep your eyes open in the CVS and you're going to realize uh, you, you, you can get all the lessons that you need from life from everyone that's been here before. That's kind of what the book is. In a funny way. But, you know, but with jokes and stuff. Yeah, with a bunch of jokes. They're comedic essays. Read by John Malcolm. <laughs>